You're listening to a download from the Wrexham Supporters Association's football commentary. For more podcasts, blogs and video logs, visit us at www.wrexhamfan.co.uk. Dragon Talk, the podcast that discusses everything about Wrexham FC. This week, Mark Griffiths and Les Griffiths discuss the massive doubleheader coming up, Football League status on the line as we go to Mansfield and then entertain Macclesfield. Plus, we learn more about the off-pitch problems for the Stags and Avian Williams, an epitaph. Well, welcome back to the Racecourse pod, and we're here to ponder our future in the Football League and this huge, huge week, Mansfield and Macclesfield, of course, to come, two big six-pointers. Is the Mansfield game going to be the starting point of Wrexham's fight back, or just one of the last staging posts on our farewell tour of the Football League? I said, oh, what do you think of the Mansfield game? It's a, it's a big one, isn't it? Well, Brian Little has said that... Uh... We need desperately to win two games in a row, and this is the first of of uh, a very important couple. And, um, and we can only hope that uh, they do really well there, and um, that Mansfield do their normal thing and, and, and don't play very well at home, and Wrexham therefore overcomes them and uh, gets a, what would be a very valuable three points. Well, that's right. The home record is, is rubbish, isn't it? They've they've won one game lately at home in, in months. I'm just looking at their actual full season record. Won four at home, drawn two, lost 13. They've even let in more goals than us. Ten home goals in more than us. So uh, they're certainly a team that we can we can get at, aren't they? Yeah, I would think so. Judging on I mean, uh, judging on the effort that Wrexham players have put in the last few, last few games, I hope it, it, their luck turns and, in fact. They enjoy something for all their effort and for all, all the work that they do. And they don't, as uh, they've done in odd games, make some, some silly mistakes which cost them this particular, uh, that particular game. So, uh, oh, come on, Wrexham. Let's, let's see you win and do and fulfill what is your potential. Because and, uh, and, uh, you've got some good players and I hope they, they come off in, in this game at Mansfield. Well, yeah, they're starting to gel a bit more. I mean, Dagenham was bad in a lot of ways, but at least we created a lot of chances. We created a lot of chances at Barnet as well. And you just look at the team and the squad, and you think, well, they've certainly got the players. They ought to be performing a lot better. Mind you, the same could be said, I think, at the start of the season, couldn't it, when the squad looked like the sort that would be pretty decent. The leader had their promotion season preview, <laughs> and then look what happens. But, you know, player for player, we shouldn't be where we are, should we? No, I don't think so. Uh, we've been unlucky with injuries, losing Danny Williams, losing Evans, and uh, losing Sonner. Uh, but uh, at least Broughton now is is has scored a goal, and he's always he plays his heart out. And uh, I, I'm really happy that he's he scored a goal, and I hope he continues in that vein. I hope that this is just the first of very many, and uh, I, I'm also so pleased that Spender scored a goal. Because the effort that he puts in every game, I think it's stupendous. And uh, he deserved to be recognised as, as one of the key players in the team. Yeah, I think we've done a lot better than Spenders come into the side. And it's interesting that he's held his place in the team alongside Little's new additions, when a lot of the old guard, Carey's favourites, have 
completely gone off the radar, haven't they? The, I see Spender in the, the leader as well saying, we've got to go to Mansfield and get a result. Anything less than a win isn't going to do much for us. We've got to start winning games. If we win Tuesday and Saturday and other results don't go for other teams, we're still in with a good shout. So he hasn't given up the fight yet, although the, the, there was a slight sense after Barnes that <laughs> players looked very down, and apparently they were very down at half-time. They could, you could come to the cracking point soon, couldn't you, where the team spirit does break because you just keep looking at this big gap and thinking, actually, there's there's no way up. They've got to keep that team spirit going, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. I hope they can raise their spirit for this this game on Tuesday. Um, and I don't, I don't see any reason why they, they shouldn't because uh, they, they've always, uh, I think, played with a good spirit, sometimes not successfully, but they've always played with good spirit. And they, they mustn't let this one defeat in Barnet let... Uh, pull them down and um, I hope sincerely that they, their spirit uh, sh- shows on, on uh, Tuesday night and they have a favourable result This is Dragon Talk The big head to head at Field Mill I got in touch with Paul Samuel Camps who's one of the leading lights in the Stags Fans for Change group, a very active group, both on the internet and at matches, which is looking to campaign in much the same way as so many Wrexham fans did. Mansfield, of course, are going through the same nightmare off the pitch, a very similar one to one that Wrexham did. So we chatted about the upcoming game, but also about the activities off the pitch at Mansfield. But um, first of all, I mean the, the game itself tomorrow. How, how's the feeling in Mansfield? Are you, are you confident going into it? Uh, I think some supporters are very confident. I'm confident. I'm driving up with a few mates from stuff because I live in stuff with myself now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be driving over, hoping for the win because we need the win. We're seven points away from safety. Drawing nil nil at Notts County. We needed a win there really as well. We can't just keep drawing these games we need to pick up the points now well, that's a familiar story with us as well because we're drawing a lot of games that yeah. we could have won and like you say a draw for tomorrow probably drops both of us really in it doesn't it yeah they all drop us in it and then we've got like I think someone said the other day it might come down to the last game of the season if we play like we are at the moment if we keep drawing yeah. we need the three points really because it's 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 weird for you because your you're away record's terrific and yet, your home record, I think I was looking, the last 11 games, you've drawn one and lost 10. You know, it's strange how your home form is so poor. Yeah, I don't know whether whether that's down to the support at home, because I know there's a fair few people that are boycotting because of Haslam, the whole situation. They won't put the money into the club at home until he's actually gone. He has said the club's up for sale, but there's a lot of people that said they won't go until he's actually left. But there should be some protests tomorrow night mm-hmm. near the um, director's box. So, um, you, I don't know if you've got any guys, if you or any other guys actually going up to the game tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. But you should be able to pick up the chanting, because we, we had the chant of Notts Count, which was Harchester, you're having a laugh. Yeah, yeah. We, I don't know if we'll have banners, because Haslam has told his steward that we can't take banners into the ground and all this. We've had problems with the stewards there. So. We do appreciate other clubs joining. We've had teams like Doncaster, Brighton, who've all helped us out. They've had, Brighton actually mentioned Haslam's name on the PA announcement just by accident, just to blatantly do it whilst he was there. Yeah. 
No, but we do we do appreciate the help from other clubs, and mm-hmm. we do mention the banks like like if they help out tomorrow night. I'll mention on our MySpace. I believe, isn't there a bit of doubt whether he means it as well about being up for sale? Is that right? He, he's certainly not done your senior writing over the years, has he? Yeah, he's um. You don't know what to believe nowadays if it is for sale or they, they say oh it's the takeover is going to happen in the next 24 hours and it falls through or we had um, James Derry resign earlier in the week last week resigning over the whole takeover to do with um, Bachelor having secret talks behind his back. Now they were originally in the same consortium, weren't they? Is that right? They were, yeah, um, they the- were in the same consortium, but um, I think it was Wednesday morning. Uh, Bachelor was having secret talks with, I think it was either Haslam or Booth about um, buying the club and also mentioning about calling it Harchester United. <laughs> yeah, um, well, that's unbelievable, isn't it? Really, I mean, uh, I remember Bachelor was at York, wasn't he? He changed them to York City soccer team and changed their kits to matches racing teams' colours, didn't he? Yeah. But I mean. I, 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 I've got to be careful saying this because as a Wrexham fan, I know exactly what you're going through. But yeah. I mean, it must be odd to have Haslam, and then you look at someone like Bachelor, you must be thinking, you know, as <laughs> he has the fine balance of the fire getting him in. I know, I was, I've turned on the news to hear about changing the club to Harchester United just because it'll get so much publicity from 27,000 fans of the actual Dream Team. Yeah. And, that, and he just seems like a person that's like any businessman. He wants to just get money out of the club and not make anything good for the football club, not get us get us into safety of the football league, put some money into the club and buy some more players. It's uh, that, That's what it seems like with Haslam recently, that because we've had a lot of money from being on the BBC through the FA Cup, it just just wonder where all this money's going. I mean, that's been the question, I guess, of Haslam for a while, hasn't it? He's, he's been around for a long time, really. I remember going to see you play a couple of years ago, and there were there were protests then, and yet it, it seems he's like chewing gum stuck to your shoe. It seems awfully hard to actually get rid, doesn't it? Yeah, we've had a lot of protests, really. We're not really focusing on Haslam much, because we know he's put the club up for sale. He's trying to... I've had a few talks uh, with some other fans, and they found out that he is actually wanting to get this ahead but it's just people in the club like Booth has been saying Stephen Booth has been saying that um, or it'll take 24 hours, 48 hours it'll be took over on a Monday, Tuesday such and such is buying us and then it just turns out nothing's happened Mm -hmm. it becomes a bit of a joke at the club well, I mean, like I said, from, from Rexon's point of view there was for ages it seemed like that when our owner Hamilton wouldn't let wouldn't sell it, but he was making the moves as if he would, and it took an awful long time of different stories of people coming in, some of whom plainly weren't weren't really interested, but were just helping him to run the clock down. And to, yeah. I know it's a scary situation, but the way it stands, I mean, both you and us, because we're still paying the price for that. Really, we could yeah. both end up dropping out the football league really because of the rubbish that goes on off the pitch. I think. Yeah, because I think um, if we do end up getting relegated, I think it'll be worse for us mm. with the fact that. We're averaging between two to three thousand home fans each match now, and a fair few seasons back, it used to be five, six thousand because yeah. we were pushing for promotion. And because no money's been put in the club, we can't buy any decent players that will keep us up. We've had, we've brought in non-league players like Jefferson Lewis is from Weymouth. Nothing bad about him because he's a good player, but we need players that have had league experience. 
And of course, that, uh, another thing we are finding that'll get harder if we drop down as well. It'll, it'll tie the manager's hands. You got a new manager, of course, Paul Holland. Do you think he's the man who can keep you up? I'm, I'm fifty-fifty because when we played Notts County at the weekend, we played some excellent football. We just couldn't find the goal. It was we were all over him basically most of the game, yeah. trying to get a goal and we couldn't get it. He seems. He says he's uh, he's pl- played for Mansfield before, like the youth, and he's been there since he's like 13, 14, so he seems like he's got Mansfield at heart, but I'm not sure, because Stephen Booth said um, we'll get a manager within the next 48 hours, and then it turned around, or oh, we'll name one on Monday, yeah. and then there's all name- names coming through about who would be manager, and it just turned out that, oh, we'll have Paul Holland for the rest of the season. Which it doesn't seem like they've interviewed anyone for the job. Mm. More like you've just sort of fallen onto him because other things haven't happened really. So yeah. yeah. But I know the fact that with this bachelor rename, wanting to rename it um, Harchester is affecting mm. the team a little bit. Paul Holland says he wouldn't let it happen. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it'd make a joke, wouldn't it? I mean, I first saw that, I thought it was, I thought it was a you know some sort of joke story. I didn't really think. Someone was seriously suggesting. I thought someone was pulling my leg when yeah. it got. But, but the local newspaper put it on the website, and I was like, "It's a football club. You can't just change Mansfield Town Football Club." It's been going for years and years. It's like it's like changing Manchester United's name, mm. it's like Coronation Street. Or something. <laughs> just because Coronation Street gets millions of viewers, they're going to all going to flock to the ground. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know not far from Wrexham, the, the the top team in Wales, TNS, were named after a co- the company that basically ran them. But but yeah. I, I don't agree with that. But at least there was some logic to that because they were they made the club what it was and they they took the name. But to call it, like you say, it's like you're calling United Coronation Street's farcical, isn't it? How is it now? You've just seen Notts County. We've just seen Dagenham, and they're the two teams above us. Dagenham were rubbish, and yet, unbelievably, we couldn't get a goal past them. We missed chance after chance, and it was nil-nil. You drilled nil-nil with Notts County. I mean, do you think Notts County are bad enough to get dragged down for us to get over them? It, well, I know they've got um, Bury away yeah. as their next match, and we lost 2-0 to them on Easter Monday, and they were a very good team against yeah. us. So I'm not... They might... I don't know if they'll pick with how they played the other day. I'm not sure if they'll pick a point. I think they might lose that, but they could get dragged down depending on how they play in the future matches. But we need to start picking ourselves up and looking for the goals. Mm. It, it, uh, it all sounds really familiar. Really, it's so similar to what we're like, and God, it just means tomorrow's massive. But you, you say about goals, you have got Michael Bolding, I suppose, haven't you? I and mean, he's been smacking them, and isn't he? he's been terrific. He's been terrific. He's not. Really been smacking them in like recently with like the past two games. We need to, he needs to start. He's had the chances at Notts County, but they just didn't go for me. Had a penalty claim as well, which the referee didn't see as far as I know, or mm. didn't give it and that. But we were we need the goals going in from him. Plus, if Jeff, Jefferson Lewis is up with him on tomorrow night, he needs to start scoring as well. We need to see Lewis tomorrow as well. If he's marked by Richard Hope, our centre back, who hasn't been having a good season at all, he was taken off on Saturday. And he, for my eyes, I don't know if he came down to Wrexham when he played a couple of weeks ago, but you should have had two penalties where Hope was just wrestling Lewis to the floor at corners because he couldn't deal with him. 
<laughs> just yeah. dribbled him, fall on top of him, and I think you know maybe the referee was a bit of a homer, but if he tries to do that at field nil, I think he might get caught out. So Lewis could cause problems to us, I think. Yeah, he should, he's quite he's quite a tall guy that he should cause problems. He just needs to slow. He we find that he tends to slow the game down a bit when he's trying to get past people, but he needs to pick up the pace, yeah. get around the players. Yeah. I'll mention that um, the URL for the MySpace, which will be myspace.com slash Haslam out. Yes, no problem, no problem. And get maybe a few more ads and people, because we update it daily on the blogs of what's been happening, the latest news, yeah. pictures and videos as well. That goes Macclesfield on Saturday is another huge game. <laughs> Our recent record against Macclesfield is appalling. We got mugged by them in the Johnson's Paint Trophy at the racecourse this season. We played them off the pitch. But they won 1-0 through an absolutely ridiculous penalty given when Mark Williams was pushed over in the box and fell onto it and the referee gave handball. Two of our last three wave games there, we've lost 3-2, having been in the lead 2-0. And this season, of course, there we were winning in injury time and still contrived to lose the match. So you just got to hope, I suppose, that something's going to give and our, our luck will turn against them. Yeah, it's, been, it's largely been a matter of luck, I think, at Macrosphere. Because I think we've all often outplayed them. And... Uh, and they've had that, that their their bit of luck, and and come back and won. Um, I, I remember a couple of occasions that we've been there, and we seem to have really outclassed them. And then something happened, something changes, and some change of luck, and uh, Macclesfield emerged a winner. Although uh, afterwards, the Macclesfield crowd, in fact, their their supporters say that Wrexham were a much better team. But uh, it's results that count, and. Uh, we need that bit of luck against Macclesfield. So let's hope this time we do have that bit of luck when we play them on Saturday. Well, that's true. It made me think then, because you're a bit of a fifth columnist, aren't you? Because you go to pretty much all the away games, but you'll be in the home stand, and you often get a reaction from the fans, what they think of Wrexham, the other side's fans. And I mean, what, what do you think this season? Do you think that other teams' fans have generally thought we are disparaging, or do they think we're maybe better than our position suggests? Well, I, I, certainly, um, I, I, on a few occasions they, they, they've said, well, they, the Wrexham are a better team than us. And not only that, towards the end of the game, they've been sitting there with their fingers crossed, hoping that Wrexham wouldn't come back and win. Because often at, at the end of a game, Wrexham have been attacking and uh, uh, the home side have been desperately trying to cling on. And, uh, and I find that... Uh, they, they were relieved, in, in fact, when the end of the game came, when the final whistle came. And they were uh, annoyed when the referee gave them more than a few minutes extra time. Uh, because they, they, uh, towards the end of the game, often Wrexham would attack and attack. And unfortunately, they didn't score. But uh, I think a, a lot of people, I think, appreciate that Wrexham are in, in a kind of false position. And uh, on the, the players they've got and the, and the games that they've played... I think warrants that they should be in a higher up in the league. It bothers me a bit, though. That it feels like a real pattern the last couple of years that we end up chasing games, having started badly and gone behind. And we always scare teams, but we don't actually get back into it. I, I can't remember oh, to hand exactly, but I, I worked out a bizarre stat a couple of weeks ago that Proctor was the only player who'd scored in the last 20 minutes of any game all season, or something like that. And, you know, we always end up seem to be chasing matches. It's about time we started to convert them into actual wins, I think, isn't it? It's... Well, that's been the problem, I think. Uh, that we, we have, we've lacked strikers who can score goals, basically. 
we, 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 we've done well, often done very well in defence. Oh, mind you, on all occasions we've done, we've made a mess of it too. But generally, over the over the season, we've done well in defence. The midfield have played quite well, but then we, unfortunately, the strikers, uh, although they they can be praised for their effort, have, have not converted their efforts into goals. And we desperately need someone to who will score goals, and and that's uh, so. I'm I'm glad that, as I say, that Broughton scored. I hope that's the first of many, and I I'm glad the Spender scored because the goals. If the goals are not coming from the front, then they'd have to come from midfield or, or from the wing backs. Yeah, they haven't, have they? As well, yeah, the rest of the team haven't really scored much. We haven't got much from non-strikers, indeed, <laughs> from strikers. To be fair, it's ironic you're saying about. Um, players who work hard up front but don't take their chances. I wonder if, ironically, everyone was celebrating when McEverly left at the start of the season, but I wonder if we might really have badly missed a player who was never praised for his efforts, but he did actually take his chances better than most strikers have had in the last couple of years. Yeah, that's often the case, isn't it, with strikers? They they don't uh, stand out in the game, but they're in the, the right position at the right time, and They've got the ability to stick it into the net, and uh, it may only be just a stab a few few yards out. But the point is, they're there, and uh, they actually score the goal. So um, it's uh, uh, goal poachers. <laughs> I'm afraid we need someone who will be able to benefit from Broughton's head downs and um, from some of the work that's done by the, the midfield, and uh, convert them into some kind of a, some kind of a success. McEverly liked to put anything that was poached or fried or baked, I believe. <laughs> but um, <laughs> looking back at, at, at Macclesfield as well, I mean, they got a new manager and they're starting to find form, so that, that's a, a little bit of a concern. But you know, fingers crossed that Wrexham can actually get somewhere. This is Dragon Talk. Oh, it's a huge, huge game coming up against Macclesfield. And I had an opportunity to have a chat with Macclesfield's website's commentator, Colin Farnworth, about how he saw the fixture. Um, you must be delighted Keith Alexander's come in and looks like he's he's done the trick for you, doesn't he? Well, yes. I mean, we, we, we were very impressed in the early days of Ian Brightwell's reign. And um, Ian played some very attractive football. But... Um, Unfortunately, he was much better at getting draws and losses than he was wins, and it left us in a very difficult position. Um, Keith Alexander's come in, and I think we've had four wins in the past five games, and it's, it's changed our season around. We look like we're in a nosedive, and he's, he's, he's pulled us out. So, um, yeah, we're, we're pleased with the changes that he's made. I mean, he's, he's got a reputation, Alexander, for putting together teams that are big and physical and direct. And like I said, Brightwell was a different type of manager. Has he made a change in the way you play, or, or has he had to adapt to what he's inherited? Well, I think it's, it's something of a compromise. Inevitably, he's stuck largely at this end of the season with, with the players that Ian Brightwell selected. He did bring in a couple of players. Uh, one celebrated example is a chap called Fola, who... Um, it was six foot seven, but only lasted for about six or seven minutes. Um, so, so there's not been massive amount of change and transformation. I think if he stays with us next season, we could probably expect him to stamp his uh, his brands on the team. But predominantly, it's been about organisation and perhaps playing squad players 
in, in either slightly different positions or with just a bit more sense of purpose. And he's brought in a couple of the players from the youth team. Um, the most celebrated example is a guy called Sean Brisley, who um, scored two for us on Saturday. And has been a revelation. This lad's only 17 years of age. And so um, it, what, what's been evident from Alexander's arrival is that he's prepared to try almost anything. And some of those things have worked. Yeah, Brian Little was similar when he came in. He's, he's adjusted and put players in, in different positions, but maybe not with the same success, really. But uh, has, are there any others apart from the young lad up front that we should be looking out for, do you think? Oh, in terms of players to look out for, I mean, he's, he's played regularly um, Gareth Evans up front, who's very, very mobile. And one of the things that I think Alexander has, has imposed upon the players is just their need to compete. Um, Again, in Brightwell's time, and I have to say that I, I come at this from the position of being a, a Brightwell fan, um, but uh, in Brightwell's time, there was a sense sometimes that it was about how you played rather than being effective. And as, as Alexandra said on the num- numerous occasions, it's all very well stringing endless numbers of passes together, but if you then give the ball away and the, the opposition put it in the back of the net, you've got a problem. So, in, in terms of the, 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 the players that um, Alexander has, has, has given a bit of a new lease of life to certainly the two lads up front um, Evans has looked m- more committed and Green who, who can do a very good impression of being miserable almost in any circumstance <laughs> has actually looked like he, he knows what he's about and he's scored three goals since Alexander has arrived and is starting to look like the striker he was intended to be when, when we brought him in It's uh have you still got McNulty as well at the back? No, no. Jimmy McNulty went uh, from us to, to Stockport County. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, I saw him in his suit um, a week or so ago, so I think he's injured at the moment. Um, but that, unfortunately, he was one of the sad losses, and I think probably our season, the decline of our season is as much down to um, uh, the, the, the departure of Paul Ince at rather short notice. And then the subsequent departure of what felt like half a dozen players, all down to MK Dons. So while we, um, we look jealously to some extent at their top league position and the fact that they've just won the Johnson's Paint Trophy, it's with a certain amount of irritation that they're doing it on the back of some of the best players that Macclesfield Town had. Yeah, that's uh, strange. Instead, so well, didn't he? I remember his first away game as your boss was at Wrexham, and at the time everyone was looking at it as an easy three points, but it was a, a ground as a draw, and he took it on from strength to strength, didn't he? He did, this fantastic he, he job. did, although it has to be said that I think that he had his fair share of good fortune. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to knock the guy because he, he, he kept us in league football, and, and you can never complain about that. But one of the things that he had going for him was that... Um, the game, when, when, when our ball came out against Chelsea in the draw for the FA Cup, that was all the motivation that any player needed to, to play with their heart and soul for Macclesfield Town. I went immediately after that to watch Macclesfield against Barnet away, and we looked like a different side as soon as that, 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 sort of, um, that carrot was taken away. And it took us a long time to recover. So it was only on the last game of the season where I think you did us a big favour... Um, and we managed to uh, get something against Notts Not- County. It was all down to the last game, so it was tighter than people sometimes think.
Yeah, it was a shock to us. We always saw it as us or Boston, and it was quite a shock in the last day to realise that you could have dropped into it as well. Because we, yeah, we had we a very bad period in the doldrums, and that was under the, under Paul Ince's reign as well. So the jury's still a little bit out on Paul Ince's um, efficacy as a manager, although you can't really knock um, the position that he's managed to get MK Dan Dons into this season. And, of course, there was, there was a sense sometimes from the outside that maybe Ray Mathias was a wise man to bring in, but he, he maybe was the man with the lower division knowledge as the power behind the throne as well, perhaps. Yes, I, I think that as a combination, they, they, they were incredibly effective. How you would um, deal with them separated, we've yet to see. But whether Ray Mathias will, will um, hold on to Paul Ince's shirt tails um, when he gets to the, the higher divisions, and I, c- I can only think that that's probably going to be this summer. Um, I, w- with, I was interested in listening to Paul Ince being interviewed on two occasions this weekend, and he certainly doesn't stop himself being put in the shop window. Mm-hmm. He makes it very, very plain that if a club, a club is big enough, he'll, he'll be open to offers. The, um, yeah, it's, uh, I was thinking uh, Ince as well, his record, well, not just under Ince, your record against Wrexham Leatley has been fantastic, and you must, you must really look forward to playing. It's been twice you've been 2-0 down and won 3-2. You had the Johnston's paint game this year at Wrexham, where Wrexham probably made more chances than they have done for any game all season and still managed to lose. You must look forward to playing us. Well, it, it's, a, it's a real difficult one for me, this, because clearly when we come to you on Saturday, we will be desperate to win, and we will understand your desperation to win also. Um, it could be argued from Wrexham's point of view that the points are much more important to Wrexham than they are to Macclesfield, although if you, if you get your calculator out, I think that Wrexham could actually overtake Macclesfield with their games in hand mm-hmm. if we were to lose on Saturday. All a bit theoretical. But, and, 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 and I guess that we're going to be trying as best we can to gain the three points. But we've got quite a lot of affinity with Wrexham. Wrexham, certainly Wrexham's support was magnificent during the time of financial crisis at Macclesfield. We had a game during that period where we invited teams to, to uh, supporters from other teams to come along and wear their own shirts. And the, the support from Wrexham was absolutely fantastic. So I think it would be with massive regret that we, we would do anything that would damage your league status. But there's not a lot of sentiment in football, and, I, and, and I guess that we can't be in a position where we do anything other than try and beat you on Saturday. No, no, well, it's, uh, it's nice to hear that, though, anyway, and uh, hopefully we can dig ourselves out anyway, and we'll both be playing each other in League 2 next season, fingers crossed, anyway. Absolutely. Well, we were talking before about Lee McEvely and other players that Wrexham will miss against Macclesfield, or maybe not. Well, one of those number, of course, is Avian Williams. It was a, a big surprise when he retired last week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a surprise. He came to Wrexham and everyone thought he was going to be our saviour, he was going to be the goal scorer. He's never actually proved to be so. He scored one goal. And uh, uh, I'm grateful in a way that he's been honest enough to re- um, retire and uh, because, and uh, not, not accept a, a salary. But he's not actually playing and he hasn't played for a long time. And it is, his heart doesn't seem to be in it. And I'm, and I'm grateful in a sense that he's he decided to pack it in and give. Uh, I don't know whether, whether will, will Wrexham will benefit from the, the salary or not, but uh, at least we've uh, not not paying money money out for players who are, are not actually playing. And um, 
he's been he's been very good in the past, but I'm afraid I I feel that his heart's not really been in it when he's been playing for Wrexham lately, and uh, it seems to be that this this business of travelling a long 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 way from uh, Anglesey to Wrexham, and um, it is Anglesey, isn't it? Mm, yeah. 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 As, as, as deterred him from. Um, and made him, I think, a bit unhappy about the situation in Wrexham, and uh, he's, he's never really come over. So, I, 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 I although I, I was hoping that we'd, he would turn out to be a, a, a good, a good find, but uh, I'm afraid I don't think he has been. Um, I'm sorry, for, um, I'm sorry for him, and I'm sorry for Wrexham that everything hasn't worked out well. Yeah, there's too much of that in the last couple of years, I think, as well. Wrexham hoping that somebody will turn out right. You know, you bring back Ugarte, hoping that he'll t- he'll be fit, and he never was. Hoping that Avery Williams will be fit, never was. Waiting for Mark Jones to get his form back from two years ago, and he hasn't quite managed it. And there's been too much of that of Wrexham waiting for our season to start. I think as well. I think he's been bold in. I'm, I'm well, I say bold, maybe the wrong words. I'm, I'm, it's good that he's come to this arrangement. So I wonder if Brian Little may have nudged him towards it in an effort to free up some money to pay out before the um, transfer deadline though he didn't manage to bring anybody in in the end and I find it odd though that he's retired because of a hamstring injury which he says will clear up it, it, it seems I don't know a little bit peculiar to me but uh, yeah uh, if if we need to clear people out to bring people in I think it's probably for the benefit of the club in the long term anyway isn't it yeah I think so um, and uh, it's, it's, he seems to be disenchanted with football altogether because he, he's saying in effect that he, he's not He's not going to play any football. He's not going to look around in Hartlepool for a, for some some different kind of job. Um, so, I, I, from the point of view of his playing career, it seems as if he's disenchanted and lost uh, lost his, um, his his spirit for playing for uh, uh, playing the, playing the actual game itself. That's what eight months at Wrexham will do to you, <laughs> poor bloke. I'll <laughs> be broken another one. Oh heck! Oh. Uh, poor old Wrexham. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're not having that effect on players, and, and I don't think they have actually, because uh, people like Sonna and and uh, Paul and uh, uh, other players who have come to Wrexham and Broughton uh, seem to and uh, really enjoyed playing for us and and seem to encourage the spirit in the team, and and they played the hearts out, and uh, so although Avian Williams didn't prove in that way, I think that some of the others have uh, proved to be. Good buyers and and good members of a of a of I hope what is going to be a successful squad. Well, yeah, I mean Brian Little's gonna <laughs> have to delve a bit deeper into his contact book in the summer. I think I think a lot of the players he's brought in have come in um, more as a a favour to him to try and dig Rex out of trouble, but probably not with a view to actually staying with him into the conference. And and I think he's going to have to reshuffle the squad a lot more in the summer unless we can fashion this big fight back. I can't help thinking these two games are immense. I think Simon Spender's spot on. I go further than that. I think that we need to have six points by Saturday night more than we've got now. And I think that if we can do that, I think we've actually got a real chance. It puts a cat right back amongst the pigeons and it, it just turns things around a bit and will give us momentum. But I I don't like it when people talk about must-win games, but I actually think we've got two must-win games in a week now. And I think that if we don't come out of them with wins, uh, it's going to take something... <laughs> miraculous I think to save us well yeah, I agree I agree we we desperately need to win these two games desperately need to win this game and uh, I'm afraid 
future Wrexham, I think, seems to depend on our success in the next few games. And uh, I hope I hope we do it. But uh, it's, a, it's a lot to ask, but uh, I sincerely hope that we do it. Uh, amen to that. Well, that's it for another week. Let's hope that the results turn out as plans. Join us next week for another edition of Dragon Talk. Dragon Talk podcast discusses everything about Wrexham FC. That was a download from the Wrexham Supporters Association's football commentary. For more information, visit www.wrexhamfan.co.uk.